What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God, Love Sex podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Heath. What's good, Heath? I'm Jamie to everybody who's listening to us. What's good, y'all? How y'all what's doing? What's good? Yeah, what, what's what's popping? What's 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 truly, truly popping? Wow, what's popping? You took it, taking it Oh, back. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. My podcast be popping. Wow. Wow, little mama. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do the old dad joke. And these socials be popping as well. Uh, check us out at Love God, Love Sex Pod. TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at Love God, Love Sex Pod. If you're on any of the audio platforms or YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. If you're TikTok, come on and follow us. And we're available on email, connect to lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Always open to show ideas and suggestions. Today's topic, do women need social proof to date the men that they want to date? This conversation is inspired by the lovely podcast hosts over at Mean Girl Pod. For those who don't know, Mean Girl Pod is a podcast offered by Barstools. They're now in partnership with uh, Wallow and Gilly as well. Check out Barstool's uh, popular sports media brand that has been doing the Mean Girl Pod for well over a year now with their two hosts. And they were having a very interesting conversation on the roof, uh, I guess, of the uh, uh, Barstool's uh, headquarters or maybe where they live. They were, they were talking about, do women need to know that other women are attracted to the man that they want to have sex with or the man and the man they want to date in order for that man to eventually be successful in the bedroom and also on uh, in courting that woman. And the reason we're talking about this conversation today is because this is something similar to what Jay and I have noticed around the psychology of dating. So we've touched on the psychology of dating in various different episodes, certain particular perspectives that Jay and I have about what makes a for a successful date, what makes for a successful progression to the bedroom, what makes for a good psychology post-sex, right? We talk a lot about aftercare and that's all connected to the psychology of dating or the psychology of mating. And this topic is interesting to me, and I want Jay to talk about it as well, because what I've noticed is that we don't talk enough about what actually makes sex or dating work for us. And a lot of times we see it drilled down to the mechanics or the particulars of dating. Oh, open the door, pay for the bill. And you know how we feel about paying for the bill here. And you know what we talk about as far as being a gentleman and being chivalrous. And all those dating mechanics in particulars matter. That's why we talk about them. But really getting into the psychology of dating has gotten big the last 20 years, especially with the rise of The Game by Neil Strauss. For those who don't know, Neil Strauss is a very, very famous journalist. He wrote, um, uh, who's the very, very famous porn star from the 90s? Forgot her name right now. Uh, she was with Tito Ortiz for a second. Jenna Jimmy's. He wrote her um, autobiography. Then he fell into the whole pickup artist community. These are guys who go around just their whole soul game is just professionally picking up women uh, back when people used to pick up people in real life. And uh, he wrote a book called The Game that just summarized his whole biography and, and time around it. But a lot of it had to deal with psychology. Psychology, psychology, psychology. So let's get right into this, Jay. How do you feel about this whole idea? And why do you think it's important to talk about the social proof that women need in order to date or mate with a man? Well, I think if we talk about, uh, you know, just so this is it's, it's interesting. I hear 
a lot about this in the red pill community where they talk about, you know, women need to understand what men want in order to know what to be and vice versa. You know what I mean? As, as a, as a, as a consumer, you need to know what you're consuming. And, and as someone who's selling, you need to know what your consumers want to buy. Right. Um, and so normally you will hear a lot of these, you know, male proponents in the red pill community, like they'll say, you know, women will list all of their preferences or, or they have more preferences than, than men do. And they very rarely look into what men want. Right. Um, but it's, it's an overall conversation about this psychology. So we're talking about this because, like you said, it is important. And whether you're on the male or female side of the aisle, you really need to know what the other is looking for if you're going to be you know, in the market. Um, so as far as social proof goes, right, in the, the clip, you know, the girls at, at Mean Girl podcast are talking about or they say. If you're a guy and you're not smashing chicks. Chicks don't want you because no chick wants a guy who's not wanted by other women. Um, <laughs> yes. It actually kind of goes hand in hand to what we talked about a few episodes ago where Scott Galloway pointed out with this income inequality and on apps where you see 80% of women going for the 10% of men, right? So clearly this, this 10% or, or that, that capstone that we talked about in the pyramid um, they have all of these, they have the social proof, you know what I mean? Like they have the money, yeah, uh, they have the status, they mm -hmm. have the, the six, 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 you know, as a part of their cash. And that's what mean girls talk about. They were the ones that yeah. first heard to six. I for, yeah. I first heard about six, six, six on their podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's, it's it is interesting that everybody, or at least what they're purporting is that, you know, women normally go for the guy that other women are going for. Um, I think that presents a very interesting dynamic for men, obviously, because it, it just increases the options. Um, so I don't know. Some guys can't handle that. You know, I, I feel like to the point we made in that episode um, about income inequality, when you have all of these options and you're a guy that multiple women want, you're not incentivized to choose one. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. on one hand, you know, obviously it's great for the guy who has the social proof of being wanted and desired by multiple women. But, you know, for the women, that might not fare well because that guy that they want, you know, is, is being chased by or being accepted, by being hunted women. down by, you know what I mean? In the crosshairs. He's trying, trying to get lured in by multiple women. Mm. And, you know, it's, sometimes it is hard to choose for a guy. But I, yeah. I mean, I think it is important. Um, I think guys are the same way. People, I think that's something that goes on in, in male and a female brain. Like when I see a, a woman, not that I'm necessarily, that I care about who also wants her, but I'm just like, I know that if I bring her around my guys and they like, yo, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the social yeah. proof right there, right? So it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but you getting the social proof because you're making connection or, or perception about how she looks, her body, her looks, maybe even her personality. This is going to be somebody who's going to fit in. What they're saying is that the data has to be there. Kind of what we said in our whole episode about all boxes and created equal, where men are based off their performance in the bedroom and that their performance in the bedroom is almost like a calling card or like a credit card that they can then say, oh, I have the black card. 
You right. know what I mean? I have the I'm 666 known. or I'm known, I'm known out here. Yeah, I'm known out here for orgasms. <laughs> that is then going to open doors for women to say, okay. I remember rappers like Tupac, Easy E, especially in the early 90s, would brag in their lyrics, like the, basically saying, the way I bang this chick, she's going to go back and tell her friends, and then I could run through her friends. Wow. So idea of performance to and what Alex, the host, the, the, you know, the hosts are saying. There is more there or there's more options for men once they know that they are wanted by other women. So again, if we were thinking with the pickup artist community, that would be one of their tricks. One of their gimmicks is to somehow either create desire among, uh, 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 with, with multiple women at once, or at least feign it, right? Fake it, or at least cast a perception that, you know, you're being bitted on by multiple women and that, you know, that window's closing. We're down to the last bid. Are right. you going to get in or not? Right? There's elevator doors closing. Six nine six seven seven. Head 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 that's mm. got a bunch of girls around. I could tell he's in his mind, like, I'm going to do a little bit over here and a little bit over here and a little bit over there. And like you said, they're creating this desire because they're leaving little breadcrumbs for everybody, mm -hmm. but they never give one person that whole meal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But here's the question that I think Mean Girl Pod brought up so eloquently, which is this. Do women need it? It's one thing for guys to do it. Right. But do women need that? Or is that really a part of the mating ritual for many women, for many women, when they say, I'm only really going to sleep with a guy or I'm only inclined to sleep with a guy. So they're not stating this verbally. This is all done through psychology and, you know, playing on our subconscious, playing on our conscious mind. Am I only really going to sleep with a guy who I know has street cred with other women or other women desire? Sometimes the way I was socialized, is that most women want a man to be siloed. He's in this place. It's like going to a curated experience. You press the button. The guy comes out of the elevator. You're judging. Ah, a little too tall, a little this, a little that. You're basically creating a curated experience. That was my how I was socialized about women. But what they're offering is that women actually depend on a market system and how men are valued in that market system to see if, these, if he's scarce, if he's in high supply, if, you know, looking at supply and demand, and scarcity matters. So if this man is multiply desired by many women, then he's going to be scarce because there's, there's, there's pushing and pulling, there's tugging, there's teasing going on and trying to, you know, get him. I never thought about that before, but that makes sense because, go back to my point at the beginning of this podcast, Cy, I have realized that psychology plays a big part in how we mate more than I've ever thought. I mean, I just thought if you went through the routines of, you know, hold it, like again, pay for the dinner, hold the car door open, take him out. There's almost a game you have to play that's underneath that that's really determining if you're going to sleep with somebody. I mean, people will strategically, like they do in negotiations for high-stake items or in high-stake business deals, get angry on purpose. They're not really angry, but they're using the anger at a strategic point, at a strategic leverage point to gain either the safe face or to gain face or gain an opportunity in negotiation. It's the same thing happening in the dating world. People are using certain types 
of interactions to either push or pull people into a particular perspective. Again, in the game by Neil Strauss, he would talk about this. One of the things they would do is they would meet a woman and they would engage with her. And the first thing you do, you establish value. So you have a magic trick. And that's what these guys were relying on, magic tricks to show women you have value. Then you go off by yourself and you would get her talking. But as she was talking, you would start leaning back. And then she would start leaning forward because it would be this tension. And what you're doing is psychologically, again, this none of this is stated. It's all being done through body language, which is the main way we communicate. One of the major ways we communicate as human beings, they're leaning in, you're leaning back. And so you're basically showing the woman that she's the one who wants you. You don't want her. You're showing yourself aloft that you can't be easily reached. And if you can't be easily reached, then that's something to be desired because that means you're scarce. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know if they need it, but a lot of them definitely go for it. I mean, I think that type of social experiment, it shows you. I don't want to say, you know, how how you can, you know, play mental games with somebody to get them to want you. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it does definitely show where the leverage is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you know, if you're a smart man and you're out, you're aware and you're looking and you know what you bring to the table and you're in a situation where you're talking to a woman and, you know, you're risen and but but you're like you said, you're doing it to make it seem like she's really risen to you. You're not really risen to her. Um, Yeah, it, it'll show you where your leverage is. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times guys want that leverage, you know, so they could be able to. <laughs> At a at another point, be like, well, you know, you was really coming after me after they hit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, bro. I don't I don't know if women need it, but I think a lot of them definitely go by it. I've definitely heard groups of friends talk about a guy, and I can't, you know, mention who the celebrity is, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> and who the celebrity is. Uh, shortstop uh, for the New York. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I've heard women do that where it's like, oh, girl, like he, he, you know, this is so interesting to bring this up because there's a new dating app now mm-hmm. that's the model is basically based off of this principle where mm-hmm. it's like you as a man, you cannot get confirmed to join the app unless three or four women can vouch for you. Yes. Yeah. That that you're safe, that you're a safe. Which I mean, man. They, they're saying safe. They're not mentioning all of the other accoutrements. No, 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 no. What no, that no. means, but but you know, some of that is definitely based around they know how you get down in the bedroom and they're vouching for you. Oh well, look, you say you're six feet. He's six feet. He says that uh, he can palm a basketball with his hands. He can palm a basketball with his hands. Whatever people put out there, you know, he has eight pack. He does have an eight pack. Uh, he does have a great job at Morgan. You know, Morgan Stanley. He's he's doing well at Brown Brothers Harriman or whatever these you know big boutique firms are across various industries, they're able to confirm all that. Again, goes back to Scott Galloway and men who are successful online courting and mating with women, they signal resources very well. And so a or woman- a bus driver. Huh? Or a bus driver. Bus a driver. lot at y'all events, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ebony, Ebony K. Williams. Williams. Conversation. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we talk about back. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, back. yeah. But back to your point about the uh, celebrity that you mentioned, who shall mm-hmm. go unnamed. He who shall not be named. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the big thing? You know, what was the big thing with him? Because they all, I think, had interactions with him, made it with him, if I'm correct. Correct. And they all, even though they all knew, A, he was, you know, sleeping with multiple women. 
Mm-hmm. In their crew. In their crew, right? He was yeah. sleeping with multiple women in general, but then definitely in his crew, he went through about five or six of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all had the same feedback. Oh, he's just, he's such a nice guy. He's so great. And, you know, context clues are like, he would have you over. I mean, you had to leave your phone at the front, but heard, he, he would have gift bags for you on the way out. And, yeah, you know. I heard about that even when you went to parties at his crib, that it was like you had to hide the, hide the phones. Oh, I didn't. In general, did that, in general just, just a general party. If you was hanging out with him, you, you had to have the phone you know, locked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ain't, ain't going to be no. That doesn't mean any bunch of freaky, crazy stuff was happening. I just think it gets to a point where we know in the general media space, even a picture being sold in a certain intimate setting. It could be you having, I remember one point he had a picture with him and Denzel and uh, M. Night Shyamalan or somebody else. There was like two famous black people he was with. It wasn't M. Night Shyamalan, it was someone else. But it was Denzel. And so even that picture would, would mean something now on the internet or mean something to a publication, especially prior to this major growth of images on the internet. So, yeah. But again, it goes back to social proof. And that he is somebody and he's representing a particular space and re- representing a particular expertise and a certain type of man that most women want to be with because this person was one of the most desirable people in the 90s all into the arts. I mean, he was up there. He was up yeah. there. Yeah. I think people he was were like GQ, Man of the Year one year, Sports Illustrated, athlete. Like, yeah. Ashley was out of control. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is, I think, the most important thing to, to, to think about is if you have this social proof, that means women are most likely going to get with you. And this is one of the reasons I think one of the impressions for people on the outside of Hollywood looking in and the outside of the media, media lottery going, media, let's say glitterati looking yeah. at Met Gala going on right now as we speak is it the reason that's the reason why it's so incestuous, because think about it. If social proof matters to women, the way it's being presented in the Mean Girl pod, why would you then go to somebody outside of that community when you are in basically in the capstone of the pyramid and all these quote unquote eligible men are there, all these high net worth men who can signal resources are there. You also have community confirmation, right? So we just talked about this gentleman, one person sleeps with him. Oh, he's great. Look at Pete Davidson, how the rumor got around that he has a big, big dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, how's that spread? How's that being maintained? Now, I don't know if his PR is working something in the background because in the sense of all press is good press, but he slept with and been with some pretty some amazing starlets in, in song choices. Yeah, yeah. Looking as he is, presenting as he is, because on the streets of New York, not being Pete Davidson, he would just probably be just a regular skinny kind of Calvin Klein looking dude, which has his niche. There are women who are attracted to that. But I mean, he's going far and beyond what anything anyone thinks for his looks he would be doing. Yeah. And so maybe that was a byproduct of the social proof. Yeah. I mean, you know supposed I mean? to be great in bed and, you know, he's got a big member. So you, then you bring in the porn element into it. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, that's apparently one of the things that Kim K said. She wanted to hear what all that BDE was around, what that big dick energy was about when she got with him. So that was. Think about Which it. Is so cra- I mean, maybe she I just said know, I wanted to know what that big dick energy was all about. And I, that's what I was going to say was maybe as a guy, I just don't recognize BDE and other men. But he presents as such a like dorky, nerdy introvert. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what BDE looks like to the women who he's been with. 
Um, well, I heard but, a, yeah. a comedian say that 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 she says normally the guys with big dicks are the the, the corny, off to his own, on the phone, yeah, in the bar kind of nerd that dudes. That was a I get that a lot. That. Um, that I'm nerdy and to myself, and you know. <laughs> On my phone get, a lot in the get, bar. I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, definitely, definitely, that's definitely. Introvert. Yeah. You're geeky. You're nerdy. You know, I don't, I don't know. You throw, you, you throw me hints of uh, <laughs> whale dick here. Whale dick. Uh, Got I don't know. Whale maybe, dick. Yeah, maybe whale shark, but not not whale. Why whale shark? <laughs> this is a little smaller than a whale, but you know, <laughs> it still takes up some space in the sea. <laughs> Oh man, oh, that's man. that's a whole know. new meme. I'm in I'm in a mood tonight. Yeah. It's this robe. It's this robe. Yeah, it's this robe. Is, you know yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. I'm naked on the, under here. I'm just I'm feeling myself today. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but just to loop back to that, I think that's going to something that just continues to lead. And so you have to have something for. But what was I found even more interesting about what they said is wasn't that women had to be bragging about the him as a person. They had to be bragging that or seeing that he's sleeping with a lot of women. Yeah. Which is something I've wondered too, that if you're not sleeping with a lot of women, how women perceive you, because the guys, we don't really care. You're just out the game. You're not playing. So what do I care? That's less competition for me. But for women, again, I was socialized that most women would appreciate that. Cause I mean, just siloed and you're untouched. Almost like the uh, virgin kind of approach that men have sometimes for those who want virgins uh, with women. But that doesn't matter. They actually want to see good quality use. Well, it's, it's interesting. They talk about this on Fresh and Fit. I've heard this. Where <clears throat> if you're a guy and you sleep with a bunch of women it shows that you have experience because the thinking is people respect what's hard to get as a woman. You can, you, you get offered sex 20, 30 times a day, but mm. as a man, you can't really close 20, 30 times a day. So people respect the guy who can do that a lot. Yes. Cause, cause for him to watch rinse repeat, it's, it's tough. That was, yeah. It, but it, I was just saying this to a friend of mine about performance. If a woman's rating you, to another woman, yo, he's nine out of 10 in the bedroom. Every woman knows you had to work for that nine. You didn't just show up and just say, okay, here I am. One, two, three. Right. <laughs> three thank bumps. you for everything. Good. Yeah, thank yeah. you for everything. Please leave a comment in the message box on your way out. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. You worked for that nine, that yeah. eight, that eight out, of, eight out of 10, nine out of, you worked for it. Yeah. And so I think women respect the fact that nine means something because you just didn't lay there and just show up. She knows she's not getting a guy who's going to be a pillow king or a guy who's like going to be a two pump Trump, as they say. Or you, just relying on his size. He actually you, is doing something with it. Or he may just know his tongue, his fingers, spots. caress, exactly. yeah. the psychology, how he made me feel before, during and afterwards. And after, yep. There was a mm -hmm. whole lot that went into there was work that went into that that nine. Yeah, that was a holistic experience that got you that nine. You didn't just get that straight off the dick game. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. I don't care how good the dick game is. You right. had to have extra there. And you hear that in women when they really do rape men. I, I, I've seen one porno star was talking about her sex with another porn, uh, another uh, 
entertainer or another actor, a porn actor. And she said at the end of it, I cried. And he's like, well, what did that guy do? He's like, he did everything right. He did everything right. Mm. Everything. Mm. She's like, he just held me while I cried because he did everything right. And I, everything to me was not just a big dick in her because that's, that's her job. Right. That's her job. And, and everybody in her industry yeah. <laughs> is hung, right? Yeah. So that's not, the, that's not a deciding factor. It was that he did so much in the lead up, the actual uh, lead up to the show, the show, and then the post show credits. Right. So and I, I mean, think when I'm women hear that a guy has, like you, like they're saying fresh and fit, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wait a minute. This guy isn't just getting that because he just showed up and looked cute or he showed up in the, the new Gucci this or the bent, the G wagon or whatever. He had to actually do something and be something for this woman to give that kind of rating and credit. Well, well, yeah, not, and not only that, it is that women appreciate the experience. You know what I mean? Like, like the fact that a guy has this experience in doing all of these things right with multiple women and he can maintain that nine with all of these multiple women. That's something to admire. You know mm. what I mean? It, it'd be easy for if, if I'm sitting in a group of guys and you know what I mean? A guy tells me, man, this girl gave good head. Most of the guys would be like, well, I mean, that's that's fairly easy. Yeah. You just put it in your mouth, swish it around a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most guys, guys are happy. Some, some yeah. Jerking guys are happy. But you know what I mean, too? Obviously, we've heard stories ad nauseum from women who over 30 years and have never had an orgasm. Over 35. and You know what I mean? And it's like, clearly, there are a lot of dudes out there who are either lazy in the bedroom or just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes something admirable when you put in the work and you out, not necessarily out here in the field with multiple people, but at least, even if you're learning with one person and it's a steady partner, that's admirable. She's going to go back and tell her friends, yo, my man is really putting it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And when women say that, I know nine times out of ten, they're not lying. Yeah. I've never sure. heard a woman lie like that. She'll give other compliments to where he's strong at. Oh, he's a great provider. He's consistent with taking out the garbage, the house chores. I never have to ask him. She said those me. are the things they lie about. Well, I mean, I think most women, a little bit. most women I know are either going, well, they are going to compliment you on what you're strong at, what they perceive to be your qualities, your, your strong suits. And then B, if you're not strong there, or it's a problem, they re- they see it as a problem, this area, they just won't say anything at all. They'll just go silent. One of the mm. things that a lot of women friends say to me is that some guys, like as we've said before, cannot take criticism. They cannot take a critique outside the bedroom, and you can never, ever critique them in the bedroom. In the bedroom, yeah. Because that's, that's in car, the bedroom, they're trying to protect room. your ego. So they will lie and say, oh, I did come. Oh, I did have a great time. Oh, what did Ali Wong say? Oh, you're, you, you're so big. There's a lot, lots of lies being told in the midst of sex. Because no yeah. one's going to stop and say, well, technically, actually, you're only five foot, five inches and three quarters. You're not six. Or say that you're the big there. No, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to break out the Einstein chalkboard and chalk to break down the, the theory of relativity or how, yeah. how, how small you are. No one's going to do Lady, that. Ladies, leave that tape measure away. Keep that hidden. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to do that. So I think at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, where are the opportunities for you to talk about 
what's really going on if something is, is, is amiss. Because if you're not getting it, or you can't receive it rather in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, then you're, you're really not growing, but that's always another conversation for another time. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, as, as a, I know we're coming up on our time, so I just want to give this last mm-hmm. kind of thought. If social proof is necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think women get upset when they choose a guy and and he ends up not only you know sleeping with her but other women and I'm pretty sure he's just like well yo, I'm just affirming and confirming that the research that you did that you heard was accurate <laughs> I'm just you know I'm just affirming what confirming what you heard why be mad at me for something that you wanted me for because I do think some women not all it's about the taming it's about the welcoming. It's about the creating mm. the home with the man. So with me, you can create a home. With me, you can create a life. With me, you can create a customized, curated experience. You're coming home with me. Are you coming back with me? And this is something that then becomes resolute and shining. They're not thinking that, you know, oh, well, he's just going to pick up and go down, down the block. Some women will do that and they play the game just as easy as any man can play the game or any player plays the game because I don't, men can be equally sensitive and as jaded and disillusioned as women can be, as we can see with the red pill community and other men. So men can be sensitive just like women can be sensitive. So let's just think about the mentality or the type of person. Women who are players are playing the game just like men who are players. But when you get a player who's mixed with someone who's more of a homemaker or someone who's trying to curate an experience with somebody, they get caught up because, oh, this is Maserati. Oh, this is Aston Martin. But then when you got to pay the maintenance fees on that and take that around and people trying to break into your Aston Martin and, you know, you take it outside, someone keys it and someone doesn't drive and then you're on the FDR and it's narrow driving and no one's respecting your Aston Martin because their camera got to get to work just like your Aston Martin got to get to work. And now... That's a negotiation. Just like having that man can be a negotiation because he's going to go out and women are get disrespectful and they're going to hit on your man in front of you. They're going to look at him and eye him up like the piece of steak that he is. It's, it's, it's going to happen. And I've heard yeah. it happen to people who have 0.0000002% of Jeff Bezos' wealth or LeBron's wealth. It's happening to everyday dudes who just present well and signal well. Tall, good looking, nice haircut, smell good, you know, walking around looking healthy. Yeah. Basically big chat energy. Big chat energy. Big chat energy. Yeah. Big yeah. chat energy is gonna get his attention. They don't care if you're with him. They don't care. Yeah, women women sometimes get very relentless about competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, which to me is just something I didn't experience. I've never really experienced. Uh, but uh, I, I have seen it done and they will go hard in the paint. They will go hard in the paint, even in church. Mm, especially in church, even in church, because we talk about what scarcity matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and you know, one friend who was. <laughs> you, who was what? <laughs> he was he was really desired. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't. Are we talking about it? the the actor? Are we talking about the usher? Are we talking which one? Are we talking uh, are we about? talking about well the actor? I was talking about the uh, the person who works at independent schools. 
played 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 uh, sports. I, I, it's not coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you want to say a name, give uh, me another context Rick. clue. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Rick had a lot of women after him, though. They were checking for him. I don't think checking he was entertaining it. Checking for him, but I don't know if they were after him. They're, they, I mean, I think Son. he would probably he would probably say that happened more once he moved to Atlanta. It probably like, did. Like women, like women were were obviously a little bit more vocal and upfront. I mean, up here, you know, I think that the dynamic is that women still, I think, kind of uphold that traditional roll up north where it's like now nah, you got to come talk to me you got to come spit game to me that's not what i saw homie but i know we we, we we're running over our time we got to end maybe we'll bring him on the podcast we said we we're gonna bring him on the podcast so we got to yeah, bring him on we have to we definitely have to so so women can get a taste and, and everyone can can learn this this great story of getting hit no, on no pun intended uh yeah <laughs> anyway thanks for listening uh available on the socials at Love God Love Sex Pod, YouTube, TikTok. You can follow us on TikTok, subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe on our audio platforms, either Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Again, available on email, connect at lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. Peace.